We look forward to registering our vote to make this country great again, make it good again. You mean like back when a 32-year-old prosecutor could sexually molest a 14-year-old without getting hassled about it, Roy Moore? Just asking for a friend. I'm so scared in case I fall off my chair. And I'm wondering how I'll get down the stairs. Clowns to the left of me, jokers to the right. Here I am, stuck in the middle with you. Yep. Yes, I'm stuck in the middle. From Pacifica Radio in Los Angeles, this is the broadcast as heard on KPFK. 90.7 FM in LA, in Oregon on 91.7 KYAQ on the Central Coast, 106.7 KSO in Cottage Grove, in Lancaster, Pennsylvania on 92.9 WLRI, in Maui, Hawaii on 88.5 KAKU, in Columbus, Ohio on WGRN 94.1, in Palinville, New York on 102.9 WLPP, in Grand Rapids, Michigan on WPRR, in New Orleans on 102.3 WHIV, in Washington, D.C. on 105.5, and in Minneapolis, St. Paul on AM 950, KTNF. We also stream coast-to-coast and around the globe every day over your internets on the Progressive Voices Channel, Netroots Radio, Indie Media Weekly, FYI Nation, NicoleSandler.com, Radio Free Brooklyn, GDPR Revolution 99, Workforce Rising, Detour Talk, and Radio Sputnik, Blanketing Planet Earth, five days a week. I'm Brad Friedman, your friendly investigative blogger, journalist, troublemaker, muckraker, all-around swell fellow, says me from bradblog.com. Thank you very much for joining us. Boy, oh boy. <clears throat> Man, uh, uh, what a week. What a week. Another what a week week, yeah, I'm afraid to say. They keep happening. They do. Um, but there's this. Just dive right in here, I guess, Desi Doyen. <clears throat> a new poll on the Alabama Senate race conducted the day that allegations about Roy Moore's sexual and romantic pursuits of teenage girls were, were revealed. Has Roy Moore a Republican neck and neck with Democrat Doug Jones? This according to an opinion-savvy poll of likely Alabama voters commissioned for Decision Desk HQ. Uh, it has the, uh, the, two, the two candidates here with uh, nearly tied with Moore at 46.4% and Jones at 46%. Wow. I'm sort of shocked, but maybe I shouldn't be. No, you shouldn't be. Uh, this is uh, actually even before all of this exploded concerning Roy Moore. I've been saying that, hey, you know what? If people in Alabama show up to vote, the uh, Democratic candidate Doug Jones can win. There's this notion that's, you know, somehow a Democrat cannot win in the state of Alabama. That's not true. Just ask Don Siegelman former governor who is now out of jail after the Alabama Republicans railroaded him into jail. In a political prosecution. <clears throat> Correct. Uh, in any event, this poll was conducted on the same day that the Washington Post revealed that uh, one woman said that uh, j- former justice, Alabama Supreme Court Justice Roy Moore, had initiated sexual contact with her when she was 14. Moore was an assistant 
district attorney at the time. He was 32 years old. Three other women said that Moore took them out on dates when they were between the ages of 16 and 18 while he was in his 30s. Most of those surveyed in this poll, more than 82%, said that they were aware of the allegations against Moore. How many? This was more than 82% on the day of the polling. I'm kind of surprised that uh, they were aware that that many people had heard about it. 54%, however, said they, uh, they didn't believe the conservative judge should withdraw from the Senate race. Again, these are likely Alabama voters, as considered in this uh, poll from Decision Desk. Uh, the vast majority of Republicans, 73%, do not think that more should exit the race. In the wake of the Washington Post revelations, some have suggested that Senator Luther Strange, the Republican from Alabama, the current U.S. senator, that he should mount a write-in campaign. Strange had lost to Moore in the Republican primary in September. Uh, In a three-way race, according to this poll, between Moore and Jones and Strange, Moore falls behind Jones. Uh, so uh, Doug Jones, the Democrat, would win in that event. Forty-one. Uh, let's see. Jones ends up with. Uh, I'm sorry. Moore ends up with 41 percent in a three-way race compared to the Democrats, 43 and a half percent, according to this poll. Jeff Blahar, the election analyst for Decision Desk HQ, noted that the poll was conducted the day that the sexual allegation uh, allegations against Moore was published. The story may not have fully sunken into these voters. He said this was done the same day that the more uh, child molestation story broke, but perhaps before it had a chance to fully sink in. So if he's right about that, if it has not yet fully sunk in, if people had not yet had a chance to understand just how well sourced this report was in The Washington Post, some 30 sources Uh, And a very detailed report. Uh, Well, if that had not yet sunk into them uh, back when this poll on Thursday was taken and it is a dead heat, essentially 46, four to 46. I mean, that's neck that is literally tied. Uh, Boy, oh boy. Once they hear about what actually seems to have happened here, those numbers could move. So, hey, pay attention, Alabama. Republicans were not supposed to have to worry about this race, as AP notes, yet in the span of a tumultuous afternoon, this low-profile special election became a Republican nightmare that threatens a once-safe Senate seat and offers a new window into ugly divisions that continue to plague the GOP in the age of President Donald Trump, says the Associated Press. Republican Senate candidate Roy Moore, a 70-year-old former state Supreme Court justice, defiantly denied allegations of these uh, decades-old sexual misconduct with minors that were published Thursday for the first time in a Washington Post story. The revelations a month before the December 12 special election triggered A sharp backlash from would-be Republican colleagues on Capitol Hill who called on Moore to quit the race if the allegations were true. Exactly. When they say sharp backlash, it's like a sharp, man, I don't think so. Actually, I would call it a somewhat mitigated and calm backlash to say if they're proven true. 
Well, from the senators, I was interested that a lot of uh, the Republican U.S. senators did come out and make this statement quite quickly. You're right. All of them did add, if true. Now, I I don't know. (laughs) Well, I've got something on this uh, in a moment here. I was going to say, I don't know what exactly uh, makes this uh, true in their minds. I have a feeling at the time that they were asked about this, and that they were tweeting about it uh, on Thursday, and they were asked about it in the halls of the Senate, they could not have yet read the actual Washington Post report. Okay, so you're giving them the benefit of the doubt that their first reaction was to say. Well, I'm saying that I don't know how you read this report. As a matter of fact, when we spoke uh, on the show on Thursday, Des, I don't think you had yet read it. I had not. And you said, well, we'll see if they're proven true, et cetera. You've you've since had the time. You've since had the time to read that story. What are your thoughts after having read it? What I was trying to say, and perhaps I was inarticulate in doing so, was that I thought that Republicans were going to use the if proven true, and then, if so, what would be the evidence that they would require for yeah. it to be proven true. I believed her right off the bat, but in upon reading it, I found it even more compelling and that the evidence that is presented, you know, what, would they would they accept, say, physical evidence? Would they require, say, DNA from Roy Moore to prove <laughs> well, that yeah. it happened? That's what I was well, asking no, I under, about. No, so. I understand that. My point was that without having read the story, uh, you know, you hear this, there's, oh, there's an allegation, oh, no, I who, it knows, bit, yeah. who knows if it's true or who knows if it isn't. But once you read this story. Yes, it's quite, quite devastating. 3,000 word uh, story, 30 different sources, all of these uh, women, uh, four different uh, teenagers, all on record with their name. I mean, and contemporary, yeah. having told their contemporaries at the time. Right. Contemporaneously uh, c- confirmed as well. So. Uh, Across Washington, AP notes the calls from anxious Republicans for more to step aside if if the allegations proved true. Those uh, calls grew as the hours passed on Thursday as the uh, the day of the revelations from the Post. They included uh, calls from the Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell, Senator Ted Cruz, House Freedom Caucus Chair, Uh, Congressman Mark Meadows of North Carolina, Alabama's own senior senator, Richard Shelby, among others, on Capitol Hill. The National Republican Senatorial Committee has now dropped its fundraising agreement with with the Alabama GOP Senate nominee, Roy Moore, uh, as of Friday. Politico notes that the NRSC was no longer listed as part of a joint fundraising committee in the federal elections uh, commission filings for the more uh, for the more campaign. So at least the the Senate committee has pulled out, but the Alabama Republican Party and the RNC, the Republican National Committee, they still remain listed at least as of this hour as we go to air. The White House described the charges as quote a mere allegation but said that they believe that Moore will, quote, do the right thing and step aside if the accusations are true. Apparently, they don't know Roy Moore very well. (laughs) Press Secretary Sarah Huckabee Sanders told reporters who are traveling with Trump in Asia that the president believes a, quote, mere allegation, especially one from many years ago, shouldn't be allowed to destroy a person's life. Well, I think I might agree with that. Maybe it shouldn't if they take responsibility for what they have done. 
Um, I do think uh, whether it destroys their life or not is one issue. Whether we should go out and elect that person, promote that person, that person to the job of a U.S. senator with extraordinary powers. And if you have any questions about how many, uh, you know, uh, the power of a single senator, you need need look no farther back than just a few weeks ago. Those fights in the U.S. Senate over health care for tens of millions of Americans and how it took just one senator to step forward. It was it needed just one senator in that uh, in one of those cases, you recall uh, John McCain stepping forward to be the one senator to make sure that some 30 million Americans would continue to have health care. I mean, yes, one U.S. senator has an extraordinary amount of power. And impact over people's lives. And, you know, when you say that, yes, they it shouldn't destroy somebody's life, but yes, they should take responsibility. Of course. Of course, I recall the Access Hollywood tape that came out that, you know, Donald Trump admitting on tape that he was sexually groping women, assaulting women. Um, and there's been no consequences whatsoever for that. He was rewarded. He became <laughs> yes. president of the United States and all the rest of us were punished for what he did. Moore uh, showed no signs, however, of going quietly, uh, vowing in a fundraising message. Yes, he turned around and raised money off of this. It was distributed in the midst of the uh, chaos on Thursday after the story broke. He vowed never give up the fight in all caps as he cast his struggle as a spiritual struggle. In Alabama, back home... Uh, many Republican politicians and voters responded with a collective shrug. Alabama resident Becky Ashley, cited by the uh, AP, dismissed the situation as a ploy by Democratic candidate Doug Jones, the former U.S. attorney. She said, I don't believe them at all. I believe this is Doug Jones, some of his doings, you know. I just don't believe Roy Moore would do that. The disbelief stemmed in part from Moore's reputation as a conservative Christian, uh, he was twice removed. From, he may be Christian. Uh, I don't know how conservative he is, at least not when it comes to the U.S. Constitution. He was twice removed from his state Supreme Court position, once for dis- disobeying a federal court order to remove a 5,200-pound granite Ten Commandments monument from the lobby of the state judicial building, which had been judged to uh, be a violation of the separation of church and state, but he didn't care. He didn't care about the Supreme Court uh, rulings, the years of of uh, court rulings on this. He didn't care. He was going to violate the Constitution anyway. Later, he was removed once again from his job as uh, Chief Justice of the Alabama Supreme Court for urging state uh, probate judges to defy the U.S. Supreme Court decision that legalized gay marriage. The Post reported on Thursday that more than a 32-year-old district attorney approached the 14-year-old Lee Korfman in, uh, in the late 70s when she was 14, uh, outside a courtroom in uh, Etowah County, Alabama. Outside her own custody hearing. Correct, yeah. Her mother went in, uh, and he, he said, oh, boy, she doesn't have to hear this stuff. He, I'll she, babysit I'll, her. I'll babysit I'll stay out here with her. Then he got her phone number. Then he had calls and meetings with her. 
drove to her home some days later and kissed her. The Post quotes Korfman as saying, On a second visit, he took off her shirt and pants and removed his clothes except for his underwear before touching before touching her over her bra and underpants. According to uh, what Korfman told the Post, he also guided her hand to touch him over his underwear, she said. Sorry to have to say that again. Yes. Sorry to have to report that again. But because he is not, uh, because Moore is not taking responsibility for this, and a whole bunch of folks in uh, Alabama that I'll get to in a second are making excuses for him, uh, acting like this didn't happen, acting like this is, uh, even if it did happen, it's not all that bad. Unfortunately, uh, that means, yeah, guess what? We got to keep on telling you exactly what actually did happen, at least according to Korfman and uh, others who contemporane- contemporaneously uh, confirmed her story. Voters... Uh, of course, uh, especially the brain-addled Fox News watchers in places like Alabama are easily fooled. So, yeah, we got to tell you what actually what we actually know and what we don't about the story. But uh, surely elected officials know better than uh, that, the, that voter, right, who I quoted, who, who says, oh, this couldn't be true. Roy Moore would never do such thing. So elected officials, surely they know better, Right. They're not brain-addled Fox News uh, suckers, chumps, and dupes that have been played. They know what's actually going on, don't they? Well, according to the Washington Examiner, which is a uh, right-leaning newspaper, right-leaning media outlet, uh, even if the allegations are true, one statewide elected official in Alabama said, quote, it's much do about nothing. There's nothing to see here, Alabama State Auditor Jim Ziegler told the Washington Examiner. That's a statewide official, the Alabama State Auditor. He has been elected by the entire state. He says, there's nothing to see here. The allegations are that a man in his early 30s dated teenage girls. Ugh, God, sorry. That just it, it just it just curdles my blood. Even the Washington Post report, he said, says that he never had sexual intercourse with any of the girls. As if that makes it okay. After interviews with uh, more than 30 people, uh, Post reported that uh, he engaged in this sexual contact with this 14-year-old girl when he was a powerful attorney in a small Alabama town. That's the other side of this. This isn't just some dude, some 32-year-old dude making a mistake. This guy was an assistant district attorney in this town. Uh, Who knew the law. Uh, Korfman, the young girl, uh, is quoted in the Washington Post. I won't uh, tell you again what it was that uh, she reports he did, but she says, I wanted it over with. I wanted out. Please just get this over with, whatever this is. She didn't even understand what was going on. Yeah, she was young and confused and had no idea. Whatever this is, just get it over. But uh, Ziegler... The statewide elected Alabama state auditor said uh, he, he was unconcerned about those allegations. He told the examiner that any political concern would be mitigated because because uh, Moore never had sexual intercourse with the girl and their relationship, quote, happened almost 40 years ago. So that makes it OK, too. Ziegler predicted that Alabama voters would be angrier at the Washington Post for, quote, desperately trying to get something negative 
than at more for his dalliances with teenage girls decades ago. He's clean as a hound's tooth, Ziegler claimed, before he uh, relied on scripture to defend more. He said, take Joseph and Mary. Mary was a teenager and Joseph was an adult car carpenter. They became parents of Jesus. There's nothing immoral or illegal here. Maybe just a little bit unusual, he allowed. Except for the fact that Joseph and Mary were married. Uh, and they didn't have sexual... She was the Virgin Mary. Right. So uh, it, he is not the only one. Of course, he's a statewide official to make those claims. But uh, this is county by county. This is a disease, frankly, within the Republican Party. If you, uh, if you take what uh, Daniel Dale's reporting uh, instructs us, Dan Dale from the Toronto Star, who, who, who called all of the uh, Alabama County GOP chairs to get comment on this. And the comments that he got back, to me, are startling from these county chairs, but you can decide. Uh, Alabama Marion County GOP chair David Hall told Dale it was 40 years ago. I don't really see the relevance of it. He was 32. She was supposedly 14. <laughs> She's not saying that anything happened other than they kissed. Dale says he told uh, David Hall that the story uh, said she tried to get her to touch his genitals. And Hall said, well, she may have tried. She she said he may have tried to, but we're talking something that somebody said happened 40 years ago. It wouldn't affect whether I whether or not I'd vote for him. So, see, that's why I have to give those details. I know. Because otherwise it allows these people to say, well, all they did was kiss. Alabama Bibb County Republican Chair Jerry Powell told Dale he'd vote for Roy Moore even if. He did, even if Moore did commit a sex crime against a girl. He said, I would vote for Judge Moore because I wouldn't want to vote for Doug, Doug Jones. When he'd rather have a pedophile in office than a Democrat. He's good with it. He's Republican say, family values. He's saying, I'm not, I'm not saying I support what he did, but I will vote for him because otherwise a Democrat may win. And we can't have that. GOP uh, officer, uh, this is a bib later, um, the one who said he was uh, he'd vote for more even if he was proven to be a sex offender. Back in 2015, this same guy, Jerry Powell, uh, refused to accept the legalization of gay marriage saying it's wrong. Bibb County uh, probate uh, judge Jerry Powell said his intent, this is going back to 2015, a news report, his intent is to keep marriage license operations closed permanently in his county. He said of legalized same-sex marriage, it's wrong. It's not what this country was founded on. And then two years later, he's willing to vote for a sex offender. A child molester, a pedophile, that he's cool with. You got my vote, sir. Alabama Mobile County GOP chair John Skipper said, it does not really surprise me. I think uh, so. He's not surprised by this at all. Uh, he says, I think it is a typical Democrat ploy to discredit Judge Moore, a sincere, honest, trustworthy individual. Mob I know. Uh, Skipper said, these allegations that surfaced today, to my knowledge, they're all bunk. No credibility whatsoever. 
Alabama Covington County GOP Chair William Blocker told Dale that uh, he was uh, that Democrats Democrats convinced these women to tell a fake story to damage more. That's how he justifies it. Dale says he told him that uh, the 14-year-old uh, became a Trump voter. That didn't matter. Blocker said, well, that's typical background or profile of somebody that they would be using for that. If they said she was a Hillary supporter, then she'd be more dismissed by the local voters here in the state of Alabama. You'd have to paint her as a Trump supporter to be of any credibility, Blocker says. Covington County GOP chair uh, uh, Blocker uh, told uh, Dale when he was asked, uh, <laughs> he said, he said, yeah, he'd consider voting for more, even if hard proof of sexual abuse had emerged. He said there is no option to support Doug Jones, the Democratic nominee. When you do that, you're supporting the entire Democrat Party. So the tally from Dale's calls, which he he detailed uh, on Twitter throughout the day as he made these calls, four were vehemently pro uh, Roy Moore. Three had no comment or hadn't yet read the story. Uh, he couldn't reach a 15 of them, but zero, zero of them had criticized Roy Moore. He made some other calls uh, as well. And remember, these are some of the same folks. These are the same folks. If you're old enough to remember, the same folks who vehemently supported the impeachment of the president of the United States for having consensual sexual relations with a 22-year-old woman. Now they're happy to vote for a man uh, and put him into the U.S. Senate who appears to have sexually molested a 14-year-old girl when he was a 32-year-old prosecutor. They're cool with that. But I think Ed, uh, a guy by the name of Ed Henry, not the journalist, uh, the reporter Ed Henry, this is an Alabama state uh, representative, Ed Henry. I think his response may have taken the cake here. Essentially, he said, if true, the accusers should be prosecuted for not coming forward sooner. Mm. If they believe this man is predatory, he said, they are guilty of allowing him to exist for 40 years, he told the Coleman Times. I think someone should prosecute and go after them. Wow. You can't be a victim 40 years later, in my opinion, he said. Henry, by the way, co-chaired Donald Trump's Alabama campaign for president. And it wasn't just uh, a, a one-off that he made this, this comment. He was later interviewed by uh, Talking Point's memo. They said that uh, in this interview that he uh, saying, said that the allegations were, quote, very opportunistic and that the women are, quote, just looking for their chance to get on some liberal talk show. Except... We know from the Washington Post reporting that these women did not come forward. They did not seek out any single journalist. Those journalists were there in Alabama investigating another story, interviewing. I'm sorry, I'm not, just getting No, I know. Angry, not only did they not come forward, they had to convince these women to, to tell to come, their story. Right. They heard yeah. these rumors. They then investigated the, the rumors. They did actual journalistic shoe leather reporting. They found these women. They talked to them. And in over multiple interviews, they coached them into telling what happened to them. Remarkable. 
Henry uh, said that, uh, you know, asked uh, what it would take for him to believe these stories, because obviously he did not read that story either in the Washington Post. That's why I'm pointing out over and over again how detailed that story was, because these people don't even bother to read it. They don't care. They don't care. He said, well, uh, the women, uh, they need to provide photographic evidence of the encounters. See? That's Henry. the proof that they would require. He said, this is an actual quote. They got some pictures? That'll do. Mm. So uh, I don't even want to uh, imagine what it is that they're asking uh, that th- these these kids, this 14-year-old in 1979 to have taken pictures of. And again, he is an elected Alabama state representative and and the co-chair for Donald Trump's presidential campaign in Alabama. His uh his, the the other ca- Alabama campaign uh, chairman, Perry Hooper, he said I just think it's all a bunch of bunch of bull. Now, uh Roy Moore has vehemently denied all of this, calls it fake news. Uh and today he uh he said in an, a new statement, I have never engaged in sexual misconduct. But uh, as you may have noticed with these Republican uh, politicos, especially in Alabama, and I'm hoping and praying that the voters are a hell of a lot smarter. But with these uh, Republican politicos, sexual misconduct, that that may be a very fluid standard, I'm afraid. Depends on how you define it. Well, for them, depends on if there's an R or a D after the dude's name, apparently. That's how they define it. That election is coming up on December 12 in November. Um, Hey, uh, voters of Alabama, people of Alabama, go vote. Even before these new allegations against Moore, I have been saying that if folks in Alabama, if they just show up and if they are allowed to vote and if they are allowed to have their votes counted accurately as cast, they can defeat this racist, homophobic, anti-Muslim, anti-American, hypocritical, religious zealot who'd like to replace the Constitution with his selective and bastardized interpretation of the Bible, they could beat him anyway, even before these allegations came out, if they wanted to, if they showed up to vote. So, uh, hey, Alabama, go vote. I'm Brad. This is your Bradcast. Hi, this is Desi Doyen from the Green News Report and the Bradcast, both brought to you without corporate or political influence, because we rely on you to help keep us completely independent. Please drop by bradblog.com slash donate today and help us stay on your public airwaves. That's bradblog.com slash donate. You'll thank yourself later. I'll thank you now. Kansas Secretary of State Chris Kobach, Presidential Voter Fraud Commission, may very well be dust in the wind. Welcome back to the Bradcast. Brad Friedman 
From Bradblog.com, and yes, that is uh, Kansas. In honor singing, of yes, Kansas exactly, Secretary of State, yes. Um, the, okay, Donald Trump, you know, this is <clears throat> just, we will talk more about Roy Moore, I have no doubt, in Ugh. the future. Sorry. Yeah, I know. But we got an election between here and December uh, twelve. So uh, hopefully we'll open up the phone lines to, to get thoughts uh, on our next thrilling episode, if we can, to hear from uh, some of the people on this. But uh, right now, th- this is why voting is so important. This is why voters voting matters everywhere, even in the so-called red states. And I hate calling them red states because they're not red. There are no red states. There are no blue states. There are purple states everywhere. It's all a matter of who shows up to vote. And that's why the Donald Trump is working so hard to try to keep people from being able to show up to vote by pretending there's massive voter fraud going on. That's why he brought in. Uh, His vice president, Mike Pence, who's been a great vote suppressor for many years. And, of course, Chris Kobach, the secretary of state of Kansas, uh, one of the nation's leading vote suppressors to run this uh, phony commission. Well, this phony commission may not even exist at all anymore. It's getting kind of amazing. We talked about last week how they had no schedule, no nothing coming up, uh, upcoming. They've met only twice. And uh, don't seem to have anything on the docket at all. They may be done for. We don't know. But if they weren't done for before, things have just gotten a lot worse. President Donald Trump's beleaguered voter fraud commission was hit with a new federal lawsuit on Thursday. I think it's the ninth federal lawsuit so far that has come up against the panel. But this time, this one... This is from one of the panel's own members. Maine Secretary of State Matt Dunlap, who is now one of four Democrats on the 11-member board. It had been a 12-member board, but but the fifth Democrat died suddenly about two weeks ago. But uh, the Democratic uh, Secretary of State of Maine, Matt Dunlap, Dunlap, filed a suit claiming that he has been denied access to the commission's records and effectively frozen out of their activities entirely. The uh, suit, which officials say is the uh, ninth, yes, the ninth legal case filed against the panel, comes as questions are swirling about the commission's future and whether the Trump administration might simply abandon the effort entirely. Oh, don't count on it. A commission meeting in uh, in New Hampshire had led to a high-profile dispute. We reported on it at the time between the board's vice chair, Secretary Kansas Secretary of State Chris Kobach, and another panelist, the New Hampshire Secretary of State Bill Gardner, who is nominally a Democrat, though he has been uh, kept in this role by Republicans in New Hampshire for decades, longest-serving Secretary of State in the U.S., um, so they got into a, a, a battle over allegations of voting by non-residents uh, back uh, in, in the uh, in the New Hampshire first in the nation primary. That didn't go over well with the New Hampshire Secretary of State, who looked at Kobach's claims and said, "No, this is all BS." So that was what happened in in when they met in New Hampshire last month. Another Democrat on the commission, former Arkansas state legislator David Dunn, died unexpectedly. But this lawsuit, Dunlap's uh, suit, charges that the commission is violating government transparency laws. 
Uh, quoting from the suit, uh, the commission's operations have not been open and transparent, not even the commissioners themselves who have been de- to to uh, yeah to not even the commissioners themselves who have been deprived access to documents prepared by and viewed by other commissioners. Dunlap alleged in this uh, suit filed in federal court. So he is saying that he believes that other members have been given access and have viewed these com- these documents. He has not. Correct. That's what he says. Uh, we had noted, as about a week or so ago, we had uh, noted that uh, Dunlap had sent a letter back in mid-October saying that it was clear he was not being made aware of information pertaining to the commission. He, uh, he therefore had to request copies of all the correspondence between commission, me- commission uh, members since Trump signed the executive order creating this commission back in May. In his letter, he said, I'm in a position where I feel compelled to inquire after the work of the commission upon which I am sworn to serve and am completely uninformed as to its activities. Uh, He said, here I am on this high level government committee and I don't know when the next meetings are or how many meetings there will be. I am in the dark on what will happen from this point on. To tell you the truth, that's what he said back in October. He has now filed a federal lawsuit against the commission. According to the complaint, uh, since the commission's first meeting in July, uh, the communications that he's received about the commission have been limited to a few emails about logistical issues only. He was uh, not asked to assist in any voting-related work, nor was he involved with any fact-gathering or analysis, according to the complaint, which added that by the time the commission held its second meeting in September... I think that was the one in New Hampshire. Uh, The Democrat had received, quote, no substantive information about the meeting, such as prepared testimony, invitations uh, or correspondence with participants or materials to be discussed at the meeting. Denlap's complaint also raised concerns with the lack of guidance offered to commissioners about email retention. So what does that mean? He said many commissioners, including defendant Kobach, have, and this is a quote, have used and continue to use personal and non-governmental email addresses for commission business. Meaning? Meaning lock them up. <laughs> well, it also Because means that's that... exactly what they chanted lock her up when it came to Hillary Clinton. They are doing the exact same thing. It is it, that they are claiming that Hillary Clinton did. And after all of this time, and there's questions about whether anything that she did was unlawful in any way, but this is clearly unlawful, A, if they are using uh, non-governmental addresses for this stuff, and B, they can't even pretend, oh, we don't know, we don't know, what, it, you can't use personal email, what? Right, they can't believe that, they, they can't pretend that can't. they don't know that, but they also then can say that their personal emails are not subject to uh, Freedom of Information Act requests, and then they can keep those deliberations private. Uh, they, they, can, they can try. They can try. They can try, but it would be unlawful if you give a damn about the rule of law, the very thing that they were pretending that Hillary Clinton had violated with her emails, blah, blah, blah. So uh, also Dunlap uh, argues that uh, it runs afoul of the uh, the Federal Advisory Committee Act, uh, the 1972 law requiring balanced membership for such advisory groups, that uh, the membership is not balanced at all. 
He contends that he and three other Democrats have been marginalized by the lack of responsiveness from staffers. Pence's office did not respond uh, to Politico on this. Kobach, however, issued a statement uh, saying that the suit is without merit. Uh, and that the real re- and the, the fact that Dunlap hasn't heard anything about what's going on is because nothing is going on because they are dealing with all of these lawsuits. That's what Kobach's claim is. And he says, uh, ironically, Dunlap's lawsuit is only going to increase the workload faced by the commission staff and the Department of Justice attorneys. Oh, it wasn't, by the way, not only those eight other federal lawsuits that they're dealing with. Uh, They also had to deal with the arrest of a commissioned staff member on child pornography charges. Oh, right. I forgot about that. Yeah, remember that? And the death of uh, that Democrat Dunn. So that's what they're doing instead of running this commission. And that's a good thing because uh, election uh, advocates say that what this was really meant to do was to make uh, to come up with rules to pretend there was massive voter fraud going on, come up with rules of all sorts uh, to make it harder instead of easier to uh, to vote in the U.S. My fear is that that's what they're still doing. They're just doing it meeting in secret. Well, if they are, we now have a lawsuit by one of the commissioners on the panel uh, calling them out for it. And uh, if they want to lie about it, if they want to avoid, a, uh, I guess it's one thing to try to avoid those Freedom of Information Act uh, requests you're talking about, but to avoid discovery in a federal lawsuit, good luck with that. Uh, or you know what? They can all just pretend it's fake news. You know what? I am sick and tired of all of this real news. So let's take a break and we will come back with some fake news. How about that? Some fake news coming up next on the broadcast. I'm Brad Friedman. Don't go away. Hey, this is Brad. Remember me, the guy who was warning you about Donald Trump from the day he entered the race, when the rest of the U.S. media were telling you his candidacy was a joke, that he'd never win, and that Hillary Clinton had it in the bag. We told you otherwise from the beginning and up until Election Day. Well, we may have been right, but we still don't have corporate or foundational support. We still rely on you to stay on your public airwaves. Please stop by bradblog.com slash donate to support the work that Desi Doyen and I do every day. This country ain't going to save itself, but we can all do it together. That's bradblog.com slash donate. And thank you. Well, they learn about Santa. A long time ago, little bunnies at Easter and pink unicorn. Tiny tooth fairies have lost their appeal. But they still think Fox News is real. Yes, they do. My parents think Fox News is real. Not my parents. I tried to my president thinks Fox News is real, but not my parents. Welcome back to the Brad. They know better. Welcome back to the Bradcast. Brad Friedman from bradblog.com. All right. Uh, yeah, you know what? Every day, Des, we cover so much real news. 
Let's cover some fake news, shall we? <laughs> Let's cover, actually, um, the, the fake news out there has gotten so bad on social media. And I'm, not, and I'm talking about, okay, the real fake news. Not the fake fake news. Not the news that guys like Roy Moore says are fake news or Donald Trump says is fake news. I'm talking about actual fake news out there that's promulgated by, uh, unfortunately, uh, quite often folks on the right. And it has gotten so bad now that the Associated Press has taken up a weekly feature called Not Real News, a look at what didn't happen this week. A roundup of some of the most popular but completely untrue headlines of the week. Associated Press has to do this. This is now a regular feature. Um, America 2017. Exactly. None of they note none of these stories are legit, even though they were shared widely on social media. So I'm glad they're out there doing some fact checking. Here are some of the fake stories. Fake headlines that you may have seen that I hope you will or your parents who watch Fox News or your president who watches Fox News uh, or your uncle. Yeah, we're coming up on Thanksgiving soon, right? Going to have to you're going to have to be well armed for that Thanksgiving dinner. So we'll uh, we'll try to help here. So not real news headline. New Jersey's first Muslim mayor vows to, quote, glorify Allah in every decision. The uh, the facts that's fake. That's not real. That is a fake headline. But it's been all over the uh, uh, social media since the election last Tuesday. The city of Hoboken elected city councilman and civil rights lawyer Ravi Bala to be mayor on Tuesday. Bala is a Sikh, not a Muslim. Totally different religion. Though they both wear things on their head and uh, some of the and the practitioners tend to be uh, darker than uh, white people. Stories shared by various websites also falsely quoted Bala as praising Allah during his victory speech, (laughs) which he didn't because he's a Sikh. (laughs) uh, And they claim that he has an agenda of implementing Islamic classes in local schools, which he does not. Prior to his election, Bala was the target of anonymously distributed flyers that falsely labeled him as a terrorist. You saw some of those, uh, that uh, postcard that was going around. Deport Deport him. He's a terrorist. He called the flyers unfortunate, said they did not reflect what Hoboken was about. I... uh, I'm going to go with he's right on that because Hoboken elected their first Sikh mayor on Tuesday. Another not real headline. Texas church shooter was Antifa member who vowed to start civil war. That Texas church shooting where 26 were killed in cold blood in Sutherland Springs. That was uh, a week ago. Yep. Seems like forever ago, but uh, that headline, totally false. He was not a member of Antifa. The uh, AP says Texas investigators said the man that who, who killed more than two dozen people at that rural Texas church did not harbor racial or religious motives in, uh, in the shooting. A viral story, nonetheless, from a conspiracy theorist site alleged that the shooter was connected to an anti-fascist movement uh, and, or, and or was trying to start a civil war. Texas Department of Public Safety Regional Director uh, Freeman Martin said earlier this week that the mass shooting stemmed from a domestic situation. It had nothing to do with politics. Uh, 
So we've got to clear that up. Uh, AP has to clear that up. Uh, A related not real and totally fake news story. Senator Rand Paul was assaulted at his home by an Antifa thug. Also not true. Police say that the Republican U.S. senator was, in fact, assaulted at his Kentucky home by his longtime neighbor, a fellow physician, not by an anti-fascist. Rand Paul wrote on Twitter uh, on Wednesday that he suffered six broken ribs during the attack last week. Rene Boucher is charged with misdemeanor assault over the episode. His lawyer has called it a trivial property dispute between two neighbors. I wouldn't say it's that trivial. It broke six ribs of a U.S. senator. Uh, Nonetheless, uh, it has nothing to do with fascism, at least that we know of. Uh, Nonetheless, this story went out uh, that it was an Antifa thug who attacked uh, Rand Paul. uh, uh, Another not real story. One year ago, Hillary Clinton became the first losing presidential candidate in 50 years to not concede in a public speech. What? Uh, People believe this stuff? Apparently they do. It was passed. Of course they do. Of course they do. How do you think Donald Trump was elected as president, for Christ's sake? True, true. You're right. You're right. So, Associated Press has to uh, correct this one to say that Clinton, yes, gave a public concession speech the morning after the election. Uh, This is after Election Day, though she did not take the podium immediately after the race was called for Donald Trump. The claim was made by, oh, I'm so embarrassed by this. You know, can you guess who made this claim that I would be embarrassed by? No. No. Uh, a, a guy by the name of uh, Jim Hoft, who goes oh. by the name Gateway Pundit, a right wing uh, blogger uh, from Missouri, from St. Louis, Missouri, my hometown. So uh, he continues to be the scourge, the shame of the great state of Missouri. Um, and so this uh, claim by uh, Gateway Pundit that Clinton's uh, delayed concession was the first in 50 years of presidential elections. <clears throat> that, too, is completely false. Democrat John Kerry, you'll recall, waited until the next day to publicly concede to Republican President George W. Bush back in 2004. That after John Kerry vowed that he would never concede until every vote was counted and counted accurately. <clears throat> and then he uh, came out the next day and conceded. Uh, Also, Al Al Gore conceded five weeks after the 2000 election uh, because the race's results were contested, you may recall, back in 2000. Also, Republican President Gerald Ford let his wife Betty deliver his concession speech to Jimmy Carter in 1976 because his voice was hoarse from campaigning. Oh, I did not know that. So another story, not even close to correct, but spread all over the place. Total lie. Yep. Thanks to Gateway Pundit. Yes, thank you, Gateway Pundit Jim Hoft. Very popular, by the way. He made, uh, Donald Trump, the, the White House has given Gateway Pundit uh, White House credentials to report from the... Uh, I'm sorry, to what? To the, report what, from the press to, briefings? Yes, to show up and say stuff at the White House press briefings, I guess. Uh, All right. One more uh, not real uh, from AP. Uh, Two Clinton employees were arrested. Oh, man. Two Hillary Clinton employees arrested for destroying evidence as uranium probe begins. Oh, 
also completely false. Uh, an article from a hoax news site, Freedom Junction, claims the employees at a North Dakota office of the Clinton Foundation were arrested for shredding documents related to a congressional probe of the sale of uranium to Russia when Hillary Clinton was Secretary of State. This is the Uranium One scandal you may have heard nonsense about uh, on, uh, on Fox News. In fact... The uh, foundation for the, uh, the the spokesman for the Clinton Foundation tells the AP that the foundation has no North Dakota office at all, nor employees by the name of those listed in the fake story. And the uh, photo accompanying the article appears to have been taken during an environmental protest in Washington in uh, in 2014. So totally made up. It's a uh, hoax news site. But uh, as we learned during the last election, a lot of people believe in hoax, hoax news, particularly when it reflects poorly. The news reflects poorly on Hillary Clinton or Donald or or, or Democrats. You, they were you recall after the election, there were reports with some of these people who created these fake news sites. Not no, not just in uh, where did they claim Russia, but what was the other uh, town? Macedonia. Oh, yes, the Macedonian uh, the, teens were supposedly a troll farm out, putting right. together these false news stories because they got the most clicks. Right, but there was uh, these people in California and in Arkansas, I'm sorry, uh, Arizona, who were also who were interviewed after the election who were putting out these fake news stories. And they said that they tried to put out fake news stories that reflected poorly on Republicans and Donald Trump, but nobody clicked on them, nobody shared them. The only ones that went around that made them money the only fake news that made them money were stories that reflected poorly on Democrats. Uh, Republicans, perhaps they have a, they do a good enough job of reflecting poorly on themselves with what they actually say, which takes us to some fake news here from our own president. President Donald Trump traveling in Asia is claiming a, quote, phenomenal economic performance. Quote, if I do say so myself, and he does say so himself over and over again. But what are the actual facts? AP looked at his recent claim on um, on a number of subjects that uh, these uh, claims that he made to business leaders in Tokyo during his trip. He said, <clears throat> for one here, uh, numbers are phenomenal over the last since November 8th, Election Day. Our unemployment is at a 17-year low. We've gotten almost 2 million more people in the workforce in just that short time, he said. Well, the AP, God bless them, looked at the facts, and they said Trump can, yes, rightfully brag about the U.S. economy, but it's not quite as exceptional as he says, and he can't yet, anyway, legitimately claim that his record on job creation is superior to Barack Obama's. The unemployment rate did slip to 4.1 percent uh, in October, but that was in part because many Americans gave up searching for work, which is one of the criticisms that Donald Trump had made about Obama's record during the 2016 campaign. When, as these uh, unemployment numbers kept, tri uh, kept, kept dripping lower and lower, he would say, well, that's because people aren't looking for jobs anymore. Well, that's also true for Trump. But he also takes credit for helping to create an average of 168,000 jobs a month. That's pretty good, 168,000 new jobs every month. But Obama, in 2016, averaged about 187 
thousand jobs per month. So Trump one sixty eight, Obama one eighty seven. Yep. Uh, all right. And one more uh, that I got to get to. Have. Yeah, I have uh, very quickly uh, our trade. He said right now our trade with Japan is not fair and it's not open, but I know it will be soon. He was saying this again to business leaders in Tokyo. We want free and reciprocal trade. But right now our trade with Japan is not free and it's not reciprocal. Well, what are the facts? Trump uh, calls for reciprocity in Japan, U.S. trade. But he might want to be careful what he wishes for. With automobiles, for example, which Trump was talking about, uh, Japan places no tariff on fully assembled vehicles that are imported from the U.S. or anywhere else. But the U.S. does put a 2.5% tariff on most imported vehicles from everywhere, a 25% tariff on pickup trucks, So that imbalance or lack of reciprocity actually favors the U.S. I'm sure Donald Trump is shocked to learn, or maybe he just doesn't care. So uh, it actually works in the favor of the U.S., not in the favor of Japan, as Trump was indicating. But he also made a point about Japanese vehicles pouring into the U.S. He makes this argument all the time. That, too, is off the mark. Made-in-Japan vehicles are a distinct minority of the vehicles sold by Japanese automakers here in the U.S. More than half of the vehicles sold in the U.S. by Japanese uh, uh, automakers are actually built here in the U.S. More than half. That, according to the Japan Automobile Manufacturers Association, maybe they're lying, I don't know, but three-quarters of them uh, are built in North America. So one half of Japanese cars are built here in the U. More than one half are built here in the U.S. And three quarters of them are built in North America. So I guess that includes Canada or and, Mexico uh, and Mexico. Yeah. Uh, Trump needled Japanese executives at the meeting, said, quote, try building your cars in the U.S. instead <laughs> of shipping them over. My Is that goodness. possible to ask? That's the president of the United States uh, on tour in Asia, not embarrassing this nation at all with totally fake news in Japan. Uh, Now, uh, hopefully corrected for the record. All right. We got to get out. My thanks to you for joining us today. Uh, Thanks to our producer, Desi Doyen, uh, and to you for spending a portion of your day or night with us. You can drop me email if you like. I'm bradcast at bradblog.com. On the Facebooks and the Twitters, I am simply the Brad Blog. Please find us and share our stories to help combat fake news. Uh, you can download our reports anytime at uh, bradblog.com for free, though we thank you very much, those of you who stop by bradblog.com slash donate. To help us continue to fight the good fight like we try to do every day over your public airwaves because someone's got to. All right, that's it. Until we meet again, I'm Brad Friedman. Good luck, world. Good luck, world.